You are listening to The Dark Corner with DJ Evil Dave and Starfleet Lieutenant Commander Brandy Jackal. Hi! Hi! It's our anniversary show. It is our it's anniversary show. It's 176, show. which... Our anniversary show? Wow. It is our anniversary show. Brandy has brain fog. Brain fog, yeah, definitely. I think everybody has brain fog now. <laughs> yeah, mine is due to exhaustion and too much shit happening. Yeah, indeed, there's a lot going on. Fortunately, we got the holiday tomorrow for you to relax and recover a little bit. Now, through the magic of editing, Dave has already edited out the massive cough I had in the middle of that sentence. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I think we both caught a little bit of a summer cold somewhere around there. That's mm. what it felt mm. like anyway. Yeah. So I had some sneezes that didn't quite seem like allergies. Mm-hmm. And I've had a lot more congestion yep. than usual. Yeah, so. I'm a little tired, more tired than I am generally. I'm just tired all the fucking time yeah, now that's true. because I'm working my full-time job and an unpaid part-time job <laughs> as well. Uh-huh. Did you tell the listeners what was going on? Oh, yeah, I think you did. I did? Okay. Yeah, in the previous podcast, you... That's how I I can't remember shit, man. Talked about taking care of your mom. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, but here's Brandy. Here I am. It's the start of New Year podcasting. And uh, shall we? Let's do this. Where do you want to begin with the news? You want to talk okay. about our wall? Let's talk about our new Star Trek wall. <laughs> yeah, we moved some art around mm-hmm. so it could make room for a wall devoted to Star Trek. Yes, because obviously I'm running out of room in the bedroom. Right. Because it's mostly Spock, mostly. Mm-hmm. We have these wonderful drawings that our good friend Luxwood did in France, and their work is absolutely exquisite. Yep. And so colorful, and uh, we got a Nortegas, especially for you. And she is dead center. She's she's dead center in, in the whole uh, display, right where she belongs. Yep. So, and then there's a lot of pike, because I did have a lot of pike art that I didn't have up yet. So, we've got like five, one, two, three, four, five, six pikes. And uh, and a Spock in there, too. Another Spock. Wow, so many Spocks. So many Spocks. It's just, I had to have the spot, this Spock in here because these three, you know, it's like a triptych. It's it's Pike, it's Ortegas, it's Spock, and they're each in the different color for the department. You know, Pike's in his gold, and Ortegas is in her red, mm-hmm. and Spock's in his blue, and they just go so well together. Yep. I could not break them up. <laughs> so... Huh? I like our wall. Well, it's nice to have a wall devoted to it, you know, to to Star Trek since it's so important to you. It has been for a long time, but now mm-hmm. with all the podcasting and doing a panel for Fan X. Mm-hmm. Which you're a good egg for doing a panel with me. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll have to be working on what we're planning on talking about. Yeah, I had thoughts yeah, about but- that. What I want to do, you know, I'm just going to talk about here. What I want to do before we plan out everything we're going to talk about in that panel because things will come up and we'll go off on tangents and we'll probably take questions i want to do a cluster i love doing clusters and i haven't done one in so long and i'm going to put the topic in the middle Mm -hmm. and then we're just going to branch out on all these different things that we can touch on oh what uh yeah 
uh, brainstorming is mm-hmm. how I've heard it described before. But yeah, it's a very specific type of brainstorming. Yeah. Where you do a topic in a circle and then you you just go. branch off into another circle and that might branch off into other things. Yeah. And there's no wrong answer. Yeah. You know, there's no wrong thing. So, cause I find that that generates a lot more ideas than mm-hmm. just making a list. Yeah. So, so we're going to do that. I've just decided. Okay. Well, I didn't just decide this. I decided this you a were, few days ago. Yeah. I just haven't talked to you about it. Yeah. That's a great way to plan. I have a zit coming right here. Yeah. Probably stress. It definitely stress. It's a big one. I can feel it. God yeah. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, love our str- love our streck wall. Our streck wall. <laughs> oh I have a great great streck wall. It's short in Star Trek to streck. Streck. It's just streck now. Streck now. Streck. Too many syllables. Star Trek is streck <laughs> now. Streck. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Um. Yeah. I don't think we need to say anything else about that. Except there is gonna go. There is going to go more stuff up there. <laughs> there is going to go more stuff up there. You are correct. Wow. I am just um, not going to be This useful. is how thinly spread she is. Like too little butter on too much bread. Oh, my gosh. I'm like just this tiny pat of butter on a piece of toast a mile wide. Yep. Um, so next up, I went down the rabbit hole of AI-generated art, and then I dragged you down with me. Yes. Yeah, I know people have thoughts and feelings about artificially intelligent uh, created art. Mm-hmm. But there's some nifty algorithms out there. There are. And here's the way I feel about it. Okay, I'm not doing this because I want to be respected as an artist. Nope. Or because I think that, uh, you know, I'm doing something amazing. I know that the only thing I'm responsible for is the words that I give the AI right. to create. I know that that's all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But the AI can't do it without me. I am using this medium to express things that I do not have the skill or talent to draw. Right. You have the concept, mm-hmm. just not the the hand to deliver the, the art as you see it in your mind. So you're using artificial intelligence to approximate. Mm-hmm. Because with doing the AI art is the result you can reject if it doesn't match your satisfaction satisfaction now i'm having yeah. trouble speaking sorry it's catching yep i'm contagious As i talked about that to somebody too because i had one called elegant rose mm-hmm. which is the name i think both of us came up with if we had a jaeger mm-hmm. in pacific rim what would we name it absolutely elegant rose and it, and so i did elegant rose and it did this giant rose in this kind of ice cavern but the top of the rose is cut off which most artists, they would want the rose central mm-hmm. so that you see all the petals. But I liked the fact that it was upsetting mm-hmm. that it's cut off almost like a decapitation that you don't see the top of the rose. So I left it as is. So you're still making some artistic choices as to what you take and reject it. Kind of like what an editor would do. Yeah. It's like, okay, this image doesn't satisfy what I want to present. So it's out of here. Same with me trying to do the tarot mm-hmm. and having to carefully word prompts to get what I wanted. Yeah. And it took me forever to do temperance. And even now it's not completely satisfactory because mm. it just couldn't understand what I was trying to present. Yeah, I did. Um, basically, most of what we use is Night Cafe. Yep. But I have also used a different program called Dream that... Uh, it has a, a lot more styles you can use. 
but it is also a lot more abstract in yes. nature. And I did the entire tarot with that. Mm-hmm. And it's a very dystopian tarot. Yes. And I used different styles for the major arcana and different styles for each suit of the minor arcana. And I actually am pretty happy with the results. Yeah, doing steampunk for coins or mm-hmm. pentacles really worked because it gives that brass mm-hmm. metal texture to it yes i think that worked out really well yeah had a lot of fun with that so am i claiming to be an artist no no i realize that i'm not putting in well there's some creative aspect to it with the prompt Mm -hmm. and there's also some editing in regards to what you accept or reject yep but i'm not actually putting pen to paper or paint to canvas kind of thing you know it's it's whoever created the algorithm that I acknowledge as being the source of that. Yeah. Now, I agree that people should not take their AI-created cre- art and enter it into a contest and win prizes for that. Yeah, that's... That's insulting. I'd say if they created the algorithm... Yeah, if they created the algorithm, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd say that as digital art, that would count. Yeah, Absolutely, but I'm talking about some guy who went to the fair. Yeah, if you're some guy that goes to a fair with a piece of digitally created art using somebody else's algorithm. And you win first prize? Mm, No. Mm -mm. Well, it's a bit also like making music with synthesizers and some music creating programs that they have these days to make things easier. Mm -hmm. Where you can just lock everything in and it sets tempo and pace and matches notes so it's more melodic and you get better harmonies it's just all this software to make trading easier but you still have to be the creator behind it yeah well see you're still creating the music yeah you're still creating the melody yep you're not having the ai generate the melody No, if you're having ai generate the whole thing then yeah it gets a little iffy yeah so you know i understand both sides of the argument but i am using it just for personal satisfaction Mm -hmm. to be honest because i've been able to express a lot of things that i can't necessarily put into words or realize creatively by painting or drawing because i'm not talented enough or skilled enough yeah because there's just thought processes or just emotional states that you're inputting Mm -hmm. into the ai and then you're publishing the result yep and i keep having people with very like it was very much the same sort of style sensibilities as myself following me. Yep. <laughs> and then I, oh. and I go look at their stuff and I'm like, wow. Yeah, there's some stuff that I'm not sure how they did. They must yeah. like evolve and evolve and evolve. Because with Night Cafe, you can evolve a piece of work, which will kind of um, finesse it. And I've tried it on a couple of things and was not happy with the result. But I think it yeah. helps if you stick to one thing, like mm-hmm. their main algorithm i think it's was it the artistic one is it called or is it some co- coherence no a coherent something else well let me just open it up <laughs> and tell you it's the first one they offer uh that would be uh coherent okay so the first one is coherent and it's text to image so it's, it requires a text prompt generally the second one i do which is stable isn't it Yes. Yep. Which is more realistic. It's yeah. something new that they actually had just put out in the last week. Yeah, I do that. And it gives you a lot of figures in Stable. Mm-hmm. But with Coherent, it allows you to evolve that same image over and over again. And I think it just 
finely tunes it so you get like a smoother texture, more solid image. I've been doing a lot of creepy shit with that. Uh, same here. I did the major arcana of the tarot by trying to get in the imagery and so having to very carefully type in <laughs> what imagery I wanted. And sometimes things would disappear like the triple goddess uh, thing for the high priestess. I put in that there's supposed to be three moons, but you only see two. So there's this kind of like, where's the third moon? Who knows? Is it buried somewhere in the picture? <laughs> there's a, but it works. And here's that artistic thing. I kept it because it kind of works because it adds to the duality and also the presence of the unknown mm. of a third moon that you can't see. Right. So nifty. Yeah. Very cool. But yeah, I'm having a hell of a good time with it. It's, it's a creative expression that I never knew I could do. Yeah, there's a kind of curiosity thing, too. It's almost like a slot machine. Yeah. Because they give you credits on Night Cafe. And if you were out of credits, you can't create any more during the day. And you get credits for... Well, you get like five... Five per day. Per day. For then free. you get three for tweeting your creation up to ten times. Mm -hmm. You can't get more than that. Well, it's it's spread out across both Instagram and Twitter. So right. if I post them in two places, so I will get those three credits for each at the same time. But right. it, it does limit you at 10, which is fine. Mm -hmm. And you can earn things by following other people, by liking other people's stuff. By being followed. By being followed, by posting a shitload of art <laughs> yep. in your feed. I got one confident because I had been posting so much. Mm -hmm. They yeah. get little badges. Uh, I've been doing song titles recently. I've been doing song lyrics recently. Yeah, and that's had some interesting results, especially because your favorite band, Him, a lot of the music has religious qualities to it. Mm -hmm. in, and like blessed, uh, prayer, you know, all these religious terminologies. And so you see this leitmotif in whatever the algorithm's coming up with of crosses. Well, here's, here's one that shouldn't have. Oh, did it have a cross that shouldn't have a cross? Well, not necessarily, but I mean, these are the key words. Okay, no one will love you like I do, and they're in a graveyard, and there's definitely a cross in the background. Yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. It, it throws in crosses and graveyards a lot. Yeah. Well, that is specifically because I use the... Um, Was the, it the sinister? Is it that? Is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I use the sinister filter a lot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's sinister. But I, t I sometimes... Yeah, sinister. I sometimes get it confused with some of the styles in Dream, but Dream has, mm -hmm. like, twice as many styles, yeah. and it gets a little crazy, and I get them mixed up from time to time. Yes. So... But, yeah, it's it's fun to do. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And, you know, overall, it's free. Now, with Dream, uh, you have to sit through ads before each creation unless you want to pay for an entire year. Right. Which will give you priority in your creations meaning it won't take as long and unlocks a bunch more styles to use and that's like 30 bucks for a whole year mm -hmm. it's faster in that regard because you don't have to worry about the credits aspect but right but i um i like night cafe's detail more i i like night cafe as well i fold around a little bit with dream but i found it unwieldy for what i wanted to yeah. do mm -hmm. you can't be as specific yeah with dream because i think that's the whole point it's not it's a little more abs well not a little more it's a lot more abstract yeah so yeah yes indeedy 
So there you go. Our down the rabbit hole into <laughs> AI generated art, of which I have made none today, and I really want to fool around with that. Uh, yeah, you'll have some time, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, this is it. I can feel it coming oh. into existence. It hurts. Yeah, I'll I got, use it. I got a little sweaty when we had the air conditioning off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, what's next? Are we into reviews now? Did we take care of news? Yes, we are, but we have to stop here because I'm dying to pee all of a sudden. Okay. And we're back. Yeah, we're back. Actually, just me. Yeah. I was the one that had to leave. Because my bladder was bursting. And I went right before we started recording. Yes, well, I could have gone right before we started recording. We still would have had to stop. Right. Because I have to drink so much more water now. Because my doctor said. Mmm. <sighs> Anyway, <laughs> reviews. Reviews. Uh, just finished watching the episode 11 of The Sandman. Okay, fucking love this series. Yes. Fucking love it. <laughs> I do not know what Tom Sturge did before this, but fuck, he's a great Morpheus. Yeah, he's a very good Morpheus indeed. He's hypnotic. I can't stop looking at him. Really engrossed by the character. Really like the style of the filming. The stories are really good. It does have a very chapter-like feeling to it. it you can feel the comic series because mm-hmm. okay it's like oh we're done with that story moving on to the next one yep kind of feeling to it or just you know the brief appearances of death and then it's like okay we're not gonna see her again huh <laughs> oh you will just not in this <laughs> just not season. in this season yeah and i have read some of the comics it's been probably 20 years mm-hmm. and uh, they were actually tara's she loaned them to me so it was that long ago, yep. 20 years ago at least. I really, really liked it. And I, and at the time I thought this would make a good movie or series or something, but yeah. they weren't really doing that as much with comics back then. Now it was before the really kickoff with like Blade and X-Men and all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had X-Men in the late 90s, yeah. but it never really catapulted into <laughs> what it the is juggernaut. Today. Yeah. And there are so many valid stories in comics, so don't get at me with that. But uh, I was really pleased to hear there was going to be a Sandman series, and I couldn't be more impressed. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. There wasn't a single weak link in that entire series. The actors, beyond reproach, just every single one of them was absolutely killing it. And I think even having the kind of chapter feel of it lent something to it. Yes. There's little things like despair being introduced and not really utilized that much. Well, that's because we're working up to it. Yeah. If you're promised a second season, yeah, maybe. But yeah, it's it's kind of tough. Also, if you're adapting your own material, then yeah, you're going to want to introduce a character that you might be able to utilize later on. Yeah, well, it's setting up the whole thing for us. Yep. Whereas... You can't use every single character in the first series. And not exactly knowing what Desire wants, but do yeah. we always know what the villain wants? <laughs> no, Desire's a dick. Yeah. But uh, we already knew that. 
two different actors in this series who have both at one time played Hedwig in the the, Angry, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yep. One in the film, one in, on Broadway. Wow. And both of them so compelling mm-hmm. in in their characters. Just luscious kiss. Yep. Yeah, there's always some weirdness around the dream vortex, too. Exactly what that is and, and how it gets resolved yeah. is rather sudden. So there's some moments, but I kind of have some issues with Gaiman's writing <laughs> at points. Yeah, but I think that they did a really good job. Yeah. Because it was far more coherent than some of the comics. I can, uh, I can see that. that. Yeah. So Streamline I, it. Yeah, it was a lot more coherent, I should say. Um, man, just they just brought out some of my favorite British actors for this. Mm-hmm. So many. Stephen Fry, Charles Dance... Uh, there are other people I can't remember right now. Yeah. Pat and fucking Oswald in it. Yep. Of course, he's our, not British. Our but... American in there. Mm-hmm. Our third Constantine. Yep. <laughs> well, that's... The, you know, honestly, I knew what they were doing. I knew what they had to be doing. But mm. I'm just like, okay, but why? And then I thought it might be a rights thing. And then you found out, yes, mm. it was definitely a rights thing. They really wanted to use Matt Ryan. Yep. And honestly, there is no reason why they shouldn't have let him use Matt Ryan. Yeah. Because it's all part of the same universe. Mm. And so it was it was frustrating. But honestly, Jenna Coleman fucking killed it. Yes. So everybody who didn't like her as Clara in Doctor Who can fuck right off. Right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Way to go, Jenna. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so many... So many beautiful visuals, just so many. Except the, the the one thing that bugs me, and I know it's just a me thing, and it's not. It doesn't. It really bugs me, but I can't disassociate it. The guy playing the Corinthian is just fucking Trip Tucker from Enterprise. Yeah, it's not that actor. Obviously, Connor Trenier <laughs> is not. You know, is older. Mm-hmm. Yep. But but he has that look, he, and even kind of the voice. The voice. He has a little bit of a southern drawl. Yeah. A little and bit so of a like, kind of a lisp thing that sounds like he's got something in his teeth when he even when he doesn't. Yeah, so I'm just looking at him and thinking, yeah, it's just Trip Tucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they kept presenting it. him as like irresistibly charming, and I didn't get that from the actor. There were some moments where you could see a little bit of the charm, but the way it was presented. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing. We're not supposed to find him charming. Oh, we're supposed to know what he is. Yes, we we know the, what he is. We yeah. know he's a nightmare. I just was thinking if they had somebody with more charm no, playing that, the character, if it would come off. That wasn't the point. Yeah. That wasn't the point at all. And also the whole thing behind the collectors. Yeah. Gaiman, he had to sign off on everything. He was so directly involved in this. Yep. That he had final say on the casting, everything. Convention for serial killers. <laughs> the serial convention. Honestly, that didn't surprise me mm. in the least. Not in the least. Oh, and if Morpheus gets upset with you, woof. Oh, do not piss Morpheus yeah. off. He will fuck you up. Yeah. Big Hold time. up a mirror to you and reveal to you exactly who you are. You think you're somebody special. Mm-hmm. And all you're doing is creating suffering and pain and taking joy away from others. Uh-huh. Because you yourself are sad. Yeah. Wow, well, that's that's white male privilege right there. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, you want to go into She-Hulk? <laughs> yes, uh, thumbs up on Santa. Yep. Um, probably won't get a second season because what Netflix seems to be doing is 
they're doing things to get new subscribers. But once they have those subscribers, now they need more new subscribers. And how do you get that? Not by renewing a show, by doing something else new. And it's bullshit. And they yeah. need to stop that because I think that that is the stupidest way you could possibly run a streaming company. Well, they were losing subscribers for the very reason that they kept canceling shows. Yeah. And so people left. And then Dave Chappelle. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, that was a and big thing. And double, doubling down on it, too. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is your cutie on you. Yeah, I have so, a yes, cat, let's cat. move on to She-Hulk. We've only had three episodes, three episodes so far. Yeah. Um, I fucking love it. I enjoy the hell out of it. I know that now that the fourth wall breaking is something that you got in the comic. I think the Burn series when mm. he was writing for it. It's definitely something that happened. And people are like comparing it to Allie McBeal. I hated yeah. Allie McBeal. Hated. I it. could see where the comparison lies, but it's, it's only in the fourth better wall breaking. comedy writing, I think. Jennifer is not fucked up like Allie McBeal is. Yeah. Um, Jennifer is someone we can root oh, for. Oh, she's confident. She's skilled. She knows her worth. It's the fact that being She-Hulk is interfering with what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And so having to figure out a way to merge those two things by having this superhero division. Law of, division. Yeah, yeah, law division. I can't wait for Matt Murdock to show up. Yeah, super excited super for cool. that. Because I'd love to see Charlie Cox again. I mean, I know we saw him in No Way Home, but yeah. that wasn't enough. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home. I think they re-released it recently, too, No Way Home. I'm loving it. I think Tatiana Maslany is amazing in everything she does. Yeah, even the twerking scene, she was doing that in mocap suit. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that people are upset at the twerking scene, too. It's like, oh, get over yourselves. You know what? She's a powerful woman. If she wants mm-hmm. to twerk, she can twerk. Especially she's twerking with Megan the, the Stallion. Stallion. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just shut your face. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you have a problem with powerful women. Oh, yes. So, yeah, if a woman wants to twerk, she can twerk. Mm-hmm. If she wants to, you know, not get hit on, she can do that, too. <laughs> if they're not mutually exclusive. I love how they don't dance around it, and they have a really diverse writing team because Tony Newsom and Andrew T of Yo Is This Racist they know like half the writing team mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jessica Gao too who's like the showrunner honestly I, I fucking love this show mm-hmm. I'm so happy about it <laughs> I, I figured that I would like it simply because of Tatiana well even like when She-Hulk is being interviewed on television and it's about her like diet and clothing and makeup choices and yeah, stuff like that like, it's not about the actual law they didn't tell her they were going to do that and so when they announced that we'll be back with this and she's like what, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah there is something that she says in the very first episode because immediately she is not dealing with two people in her head it's just her yeah and you see bruce having struggled with merging the two personalities of the Hulk and Bruce Banner. Yeah. That it took him a while to get those things to coalesce. And she's just... She doesn't have that issue because yeah, it's just her. Yeah, not problem because... It's her either way. Yeah. It's always her. It's like women have to deal with their anger differently than men do. I'm better at controlling my anger. You know, like when I get catcalled walking down the street, when an inept male co-worker mansplains my job to me. Mm-hmm. You know, or maybe if I say something and it just straight up gets me murdered. Yeah. 
I have to control my anger all the time. <laughs> Welcome to being a fucking woman, Bruce. <laughs> and she turns into She-Hulk while doing that, and mm-hmm. Bruce is about to go gotcha, and then she turns right back again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's she like, I've is, got this handle. She is in control. Though he also has a point that you just can't go back to your life as before. You've no, changed. No, of course not, and that's his fault. Yeah, <laughs> there were people online that were getting all up in arms and saying, "Well, she's saying that she had it harder than Bruce." I'm like, "Yes, as a woman, yep. Jennifer had it harder than Bruce." Okay, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about mm-hmm. here. All right, she is not saying she is having a hard time with harder time with being a Hulk than Bruce did. That is never mentioned. Get your heads out your asses, <laughs> you poor pathetic straight cis white men. Yep. <sighs> <laughs> I get so tired of their bullshit. Oh, hell yeah. And every time there's a female-led superhero anything, or female-led anything. Oh, it gets review-bombed even before it's released. Mm-hmm. All these incels and all these fandom menace people go into, like, a Captain Marvel or a She-Hulk or WandaVision and just one-star it yeah. without having ever seen it. Hey, incels, have you thought that maybe you're the problem? Yeah. Really? You're the problem why you're not getting laid? <laughs> Have you ever thought that? Because yeah. it is you. Oh, and all the nice guy rhetoric. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm a nice guy. No, you're not. If you have to say no, you're a nice you're guy, not. you're fucking not. No, you're fucking not. Yeah, that's not how it works. Nope. Anyway, she hope Thumbs up. Should we talk about Morbid? Uh, Yes, let's talk about Morbid. Sorry, I was kissing a cat. Speaking of being murdered for what you say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or for just existing. For just existing. We're listening to another true crime podcast. Brandy introduced me to this one because she got the Wondery app because you got tired of ads on uh, My, My Favorite, Favorite Murder. Murder. So. There are a lot of ads and I and I am glad that they're being supported so mm-hmm. well, but I don't want to hear them. So yeah, we got the Wondery app and there is this podcast called Morbid that you started listening to. And I'm hooked now, too. I'm trying to catch up on them. So I'm backlogging on other podcasts as I try to catch up on Morbid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Isn't that their cousins, right? Yes, I believe so. Uh, One's about 10 years older than the other. Yeah, Elena is older. Elena is an autopsy tech. Mm -hmm. So she works with dead bodies and she'll reference like anatomy. And she does a solo podcast on the body farm and talks about the process of decomposition. <laughs> yeah, no thank you. I love you, Elena, but not that much. Yeah. Ash is the younger, and she does hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and good for her. Yep. And together they talk about true crime. And they also talk about spooky places uh, spooky. and haunted places. Uh-huh. Which, yeah. that's how I got interested, because I saw their newest episode come up, and it was about haunted hotels and i'm like wait what yeah they did one on lighthouses and they the very first episode i listened to was that one on haunted hotels Mm -hmm. and they covered a hotel in utah they did the the thin moment yes oh my god and i'm just like and i just loved them together Mm -hmm. and i thought well i'm gonna listen to this now even when it's a really hard episode like that one about the hangman they do the ones that my favorite murder kind of didn't want to do until eventually they did them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one, they're like diving re- right into the toy box killer, uh, the Ken and Barbie killers. Yeah. Yeah. The hangman. He, uh, oh, that was BTK. Horrible. The thing is they, 
roast the hell out of the killers. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, call them they do. Every name under the book, and they they respect the victims. They don't victim blame. And mm, never. Yeah. Never is their victim blaming. Yeah. Never, I, never. Uh, it's a great podcast. Yeah, point out when police got things wrong. Which is a lot. Yeah. Especially when it comes to women. Mm-hmm. Because what do most of these stories have in common? The victims are largely women. Yeah, it's like when the women are being threatened, it's like, oh, don't, there's nothing to worry about that good old boy. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he just drinks a little much. And then suddenly the guy's threatening the cops too. And then they do something about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, now he's threatening you. Suddenly mm-hmm. it's an important matter to deal with. Yeah. It's just really annoying that way. But it's, it's the truth of our society. And I wish it wasn't that way. Because, you know, I'm a woman. <laughs> or that... People don't believe women when they say they've been assaulted or when women disappear. It's just, or like young women, like girls disappear, mm-hmm. that they're runaways. And it's like, there's mm-hmm. no way she ran away. She's not that person. That they thought, no, no, uh, call back in like three days or whatever. It's By like, then she's dead. Yeah, because the most important time is the first 48 hours. I think there's even a television series called The First 48 Hours yeah. about dealing with disappearances. And even so, I mean, if you don't find them within that first 48 hours, you probably never will. No. There are exceptions to that rule, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, you are not going to see that person alive again. Yeah. Talk about the people that have escaped or survived or, Mm. you know, the the survivors of it and how they managed. The people that fought back. They're great. Go listen to Morbid. they, They have the same sort of camaraderie and feel as the ladies at My Favorite Murder. They also have the family ties, the fact that they seem more like sisters. Yes, they than do cousins. seem a lot like sisters. And they're naturally funny. They're from the Boston area. They swear like sailors. Yes, and I love it. Which is great. Love it. And they have their own little in-jokes. And they have a really deep love and respect for their listenership. So that's fun, too. I'm going to have to send them a listener tale. Yeah. I, but you got to do it in the Pudifa. Double space pedophile. Double space pedophile. Which is what they call a PDF. Yeah, because it's fun. It's double space pedophile in 14 point font. Yes. <laughs> like you are a saint. <laughs> yes, make the text big. So they can read it. And easy to read. And Did Ashes you... uh, sorry, keep ahead. it weird. Her rambles. Mm-hmm. When she recaps the whole thing in like just one breath. Yes, it's, it's I live for those. <laughs> I live for those. They're always... This magnificent stream of consciousness. Yeah. Keep it weird, but yeah. not so weird that you put a cast on your arm and try to kill, get people to help you, and then you put them in your van and then kill them, and then keep their head <laughs> with a head. <laughs> it's just fucking brilliant every time. It's like, don't keep it that weird. Did you hear the one with the listener tale, uh, the the husband and wife that wrote in because they remembered the same thing differently, yep. and his font, his text was in one color and her text was mm-hmm. in the other? Yeah, and it was like a conversation between the two of them. Yeah, so great. And, and she's like really vivacious, and he's and like just stating facts. He's an actual writer, and uh, so he was just reporting things yep. the way that he saw them. And she was, and also not swearing, and she was using fuck every other word. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it was great. Love that show. Mm-hmm. Go listen to it. You can find it on all podcatchers. Okay, last thing in news and reviews. Saints Row, bitches! Saints Row, oh my god. It feels like it's a reboot. Yeah. Because as I'm getting more into the missions, it feels like the origins of the saints. Mm. Like where you find your headquarters at this old church and Mm. you find a logo on the 
floor that you're going to use, like a floor de lis kind of mm-hmm. thing as your gang sign. Really fun. I'm really enjoying it. It's, Same. It's helped that it's had some patches. I think I might need a couple more. Yeah. But yeah, first on it was a little rough, but with each patch it's improving and it's really fun to play. It is a lot of fun. I am enjoying it very much. I mentioned on Twitter it's like woke GTA and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Because even I was on a mission and one of the guys in my gang was talking about his ex. And is like, okay, was it this person? And he's like, no, he left, but now I'm interested in she. You know, he's bisexual. So it's like, oh, cool. They had a pride flag up in their apartment building. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's... Nothing too overly sexualized about, you know, female characters or anything. In Which fact, I the one they have in your party is a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Making that rocket yeah. car. And your the cops and the other gangs that you fight with, there's women in those gangs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have, have you done the shotgun things? I've done a lot of them. Have you done the one where it's the mayor's wife? I'm trying to... I don't think I have. Maybe... I thought I've done all of them. I thought I unlocked all of them. You do a couple for her. She oh, yeah. Just, I have done for she her. She just steals things. That's right. I have done it. Except because there's like, one with at a hotel where she stole a whole bunch of stuff from the hotel and you take off with her. Well, that that and the one where she shot her husband. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, basically you ride shotgun as she drives away in the getaway vehicle and they send a bunch of cops or other gangs after you. Mm-hmm. And you can climb up on the roof and shoot people that way. And you get bonuses for shooting certain, out tires. Yeah, shooting certain accomplishments. I couldn't think of the word accomplishments. Yeah. Certain accomplishments like shooting out tires which is a patch they fixed too because for a while it wasn't registering it. It sure wasn't. And now it does. Excellent. So they fixed that. Uh, I was using a rocket launcher to get my kills because <laughs> so I didn't have enough. <laughs> so I just had infinite ammo and a rocket launcher was just launching that at every vehicle that was pursuing us. And yep. So Who I cares about kills. collateral damage? Yeah, really. Um, I don't know if you noticed this. You probably did. But if you if your health starts to get low while you're on the roof, you get back in the car, you'll heal. Oh, yeah. It tells okay. you that. I know, but sometimes it's... Yeah, sometimes you don't Sometimes there's so much the, going on. The tutorial... Yeah. But yeah, I, I caught that. And so right now I think I'm high enough level that my health is pretty good. And so when I've been doing shotgun, I haven't had to go back into the vehicle. Nice. I should do a couple more because you unlock special abilities with your vehicles and with your weapons by also doing these accomplishments. Yep. Like have, I think, 20 rooftop kills, which is, you know, you riding the roof of a car shooting with a pistol. I'm going to unlock the special ability that I can go purchase at Friendly Fire, mm-hmm. which is the gun store. I love the comedy writing in this. Mm-hmm. There was a craft store called Paper Cuts. Yep. <laughs> There's Freckle Bitches, which is now called FBs, FBs. kind of KFC mm-hmm. thing when they had the rebranding. Yeah. Apollo's Coffee instead of Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Gotta love Apollo's yep. Coffee. Yeah, it it feels like Saints Row again because it yep. got weird in three mm-hmm. and it got just off the rails in yeah, four. Yeah, when it became a simulation, it was like, what are we even alien doing? simulation? Yeah, you were abducted by aliens and you were in the simulation, and it, it was just, just it wasn't weird. just that the aliens came and took over the planet. Yeah, 
And so they just kind of scrapped all that, went back, even though you have the technology of today, it seems like they've gone back in the storyline to the beginnings of the Saints and how that becomes its own criminal organization. Because you're all in these different gangs, or your guy is in Marshall, which is the security force. You're basically a gun for hire. You're a mercenary. Run by Sam Elliott. Yeah, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Yeah, and so you're... All these different gangs. I think two of your guys are in the Idols. Mm-hmm. One's in I forget the name. The Panteras. Panteras. Yes. Yeah. She's in the Panteras. And so you're all doing jobs, but that means working against each other. And finally, you all get kicked out of your gangs and then form your own. And so I'm going to have to do a few more missions to advance the story. But yeah, right now, very early on, I'm about. 33% done? Yeah, I'm not even close to that because I had to... I didn't have time yeah. to do a lot of in-depth playing. Tomorrow, though, mm-hmm. I have the whole fucking day to just recharge and play video games. That's how I recharge. That's how I stay sane. Yep. I watch Star Trek and I play video games. And I've had a lot of Star Trek this week, so now it's time for video games. And I'm going back to Saints Row and I'm going to kick some shit up. And the setting's real fun, too, because it's like the American Southwest. Mm-hmm. Kind of Texas, is, Oklahoma, Nevada, well, Southern, Southern Utah. Utah. Yeah, it's just, it feels homey. Yeah, there's a salt flats kind of feel to it. Yeah. In it, some places. It just really, it makes me think of our area. Yeah. Instead of some, you know, city that, you know, is not anything like what we have here. And so it's, I, it feels more relatable in that regard. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you're in a New York or an L.A. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It feels like Tucson or, or Flagstaff or someplace like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, people who are bitching about it, you know, you have every right to not like something, but the things you're bitching about are just kind of like, really? Yeah, yeah somebody was bitching about just the color scheme of what? it being turquoise. It's like, that's because it's set in the Southwest. They're going with turquoise for a very specific reason instead of doing the Saints Purple. You'll get to the Saints Purple. Yeah. I mean, when you're driving somewhere. When you're driving somewhere, it's turquoise until you go over something that's not the road and then it turns purple. Well, no. If it's a shortcut. When you're doing an actual mission. Oh, Like a, a right. main main story mission. Yeah, it's, it's purple. purple. It is purple. Yeah. Yeah, it becomes the Saints Purple when yeah. you're doing a mission. Yeah. I, I think it's unfair that you have the blurred out lower genitals. Yes. Show me some pain. <laughs> yeah, because you, you can opt to show nipples or not show nipples. Yeah. But How, you can't opt to show penis or not it, penis. All or nothing. Yep. You know, I if, if we're going to have nudity, let's have it all. <laughs> Maybe I want to make a trans person. How do you know? Yeah. Let me have those choices. Yep. Come on. Anyway. <laughs> I love Saints Row. Who's to say you aren't one? Hmm. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. All right. I gave my, my girl the English voice, and to listen to her swearing after that very first mission that basically trains you up on how to play the game. Yep. Uh, just her swearing was just amazing. It was so fucking great. I was just laughing through the entire thing, because she'd think she's done, and then she goes off on another string <laughs> yeah. of swears, and it's just... It's so great. Yeah, I re- redesigned my character. I'm tempted to redesign again because there's something missing from this game, and that's all the goths that would hang out around the university. Yes. I haven't seen a single goth in this yet. God damn it. We need some gossip in here. Oh, yeah, there's a synth wave radio station. Yeah. That's one I always have it on. Yeah. 
Because all the rest are just like... Mm-hmm. There's also an EDM one, so it's like you have EDM and Synthwave? Strokey <laughs> mm. Beard, Strokey Beard. Yep. Cool. Well, I, I, I love the game. I'm enjoying it very yeah, much. Yeah, I'm so enjoying it too. It's a, I have fun just roaming around the, the sandbox. That's basically what I've been doing. Yeah, Just yeah. doing the side hustles mm-hmm. and uh, collecting collectibles yep. and avoiding the storyline. <laughs> yep. Yep, I'll go back to the storyline when I damn well feel like yeah, it. I, and the game lets you do yeah, that. It does. I might do that next. I might do a mission just to do it. Just because I'm struggling finding a collectible right at the moment. The flamingo, right? Yeah, this flamingo. Cannot mm. find it. Yeah. Uh, so what? Dark track? Dark track. Dark Track comes from the Dolly Rots, one of the uh, favorites we tend to go to, both here and on my SoundCloud mm. mixes. I and do have a new SoundCloud mix for uh, September. Since we're doing the convention, I did a, a nerdy playlist, so there's a bunch of nerdy songs about the Avengers and Game of Thrones and Blade Runner and various video games like Left 4 Dead is on there. Oh man, I miss playing Left 4 Dead with yeah, you. yeah. That game got stressful sometimes, especially when they stand in front of you. It's like, what are you doing, AI? Yeah, just kill them. Yep. Just shoot them down. <laughs> Who cares? We only need the two of us. The other two are just dead weight. Yep. So that's on my SoundCloud, DJ Evil Dave, now. And Dolly Rots is on there with a the Star Wars song. Nice. But that's not what I'm doing here. I'm doing one of their cover songs, and that is Katrina and the Waves, <laughs> Walking on the Sunshine. So take it away, Dolly Rots.
were jamming to this. Yes, I love this song to begin with. Yeah, and you're yeah. bopping your head, because this is a little faster paced, it seems, just because it's a pop punk kind of thing, so the tempo is a little quicker, or at least it seemed to be. It, it was slightly quicker, not a whole lot, nope. but enough to be noticeable. Yeah. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, Dolly Rots is a really fun band, probably my favorite punk band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, there's a quality of fun to all their music. Yeah, I should have known it would be um, a faster tempo because sometimes when people do covers, they want to do it so differently (laughs) that it's like losing the intent of the song. And I appreciate that they didn't change a whole lot, but they still made it theirs. Oh, yes. The high energy aspect of it and just kind of the fun that they bring to a song. I was bobbing up and down. You were definitely bobbing and you listened to the whole thing, which... It's not something you always do with the dark track. It's like, okay, I got the point. Let's move on. Yeah. This is like, yeah, you're going to listen to the whole thing. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a song from my formative years, you know, in the 80s when I was just learning what I liked and didn't like about music. And I still didn't finalize what my thing was until about 2005. <laughs> yeah. I was stunted. I was not yeah, allowed to listen to the radio sheltered. for about the first 15 years of my yeah. life. And that comes off a collection of covers called Girl Groups and Punk Hits, I think it's called. Noise. Scary. All right. You got one? You got a palate cleanser? <laughs> Can you deal with it? No, I have another murder story. That was, yeah. It seems like uh, this theme has really painted us into a corner in terms of... <laughs> in terms Should of we change the name of the out. podcast about rainbows or something? Yes. It's called Rainbow Time with Karen and Georgia. We should start like an after the podcast where we just talk about the best things that have ever happened that's actually a great idea we at the end of this we're gonna we're gonna tell each other one thing that made us really happy this week okay okay good all right until then i'm gonna cry silently (laughs) away from my microphone okay this is just called hometown murder go to my favorite murder all over the internet find us and uh stay sexy don't get murdered you want a mini cookie oh was a mini meow. That was a no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I know. No. I'm good tonight. All right, shall we get into the main topic, Katie friend, who's still on me? Yes, let's do it. She's hanging next to me. I gotta get all of these. I gotta get things up, you know. Oh, yeah, because you like to talk about the imagery of different cards. I do. I I'm gonna bring up my show notes. So we're really just burning through the tarot now because we're already at... The 19th card of the Major Arcana, and that is the Sun. Well, darling, if you think we're stopping at the Major Arcana, you've got another thing no, coming. No, because we already <laughs> talked about this. We talked about doing suits in one kind of shotgun blast thing, mm. like doing all the swords together, doing all the cups together. I don't know that we could do that. That's a lot of cards in one go. Yeah. I think we'd probably have to split it up into two parts. Do the face cards and the suits separately? Like the the numbered cards? Well, that means ten and four. Yeah. I don't know if that's any better. I would. I was thinking like seven and seven. Seven and seven? <laughs> yeah. 
It's just me, though. This is my personal thought. Okay. So. Anyway, the sun. It's the sun. So let's talk about the image of the card. We have on most depictions of the sun, and Brandy can assert to this, we have a big bright sun that shines high in the sky. Probably the dominant image on the card. Probably taking about like a third to a half the space. As it should be. We have four sunflowers stand tall against a brick wall in the background. Mm-hmm. Those represent the four suits of your lesser arcana. Okay, a vibrant naked child rides a calm white horse. Okay, people misunderstand the word vibrant. Vibrant means vibrating. Yes. Yep. And people use that a lot incorrectly. I think they confuse it with vivacious. Mm -hmm. So a vivacious naked child rides a white horse. I like it. So what does this all mean? The sun gives life and vitality to all creation. That's what feeds the plants, that feeds the animals, that feed other animals. And so all life has the sun as its source. The sunflowers, like I said, represent the four suits of the lesser arcana. The child represents youth and vitality and energy. His nakedness presents honesty and transparency as he has nothing to hide. And the horse is purity for the whiteness and strength for being a horse. Mm -hmm. So what does this mean in a reading? If the sun card pops up while you're doing a query and referring to the tarot, it's success. Uh, Success follows you wherever you go. Because wherever you go, you bring positivity and joy with you. You're a magnet to other people. They're drawn to you and your positivity, your positive energy. Uh, The sun is popular, attracts people to its energy, its vivaciousness, its brightness. You bring warmth to those around you. People are drawn to you magnetically. The sun also is selfless. It it gives without expecting something in return. Mm. And so when the sun card shows up in a reading, it might indicate that you share your abundant positivity with others and you shine a light on others and kind of spotlight their accomplishments and not just your own. You also carry yourself with confidence. The sun is authentic in expression. There's not this uncertainty that comes with the moon card where there's half true the scent and deception or something like you might get with specifically the devil which is all about deception and and lies and obfuscation or even the hangman where things are topsy-turvy so it's kind of unclear you're looking at things from a new perspective but there's not really authenticity there Mm -hmm. you're fully present uh, mindful of where and who you are strong-willed and your power can be used to manifest positive change you burst with energy vitality enthusiasm (laughs) she rolled her eyes (laughs) well see the thing is the sun is one of my cards the sun is one of your cards that's right we'll get right into that let's talk about the numerology so how you figure out your tarot numerology is you basically add all your birthday numbers together your day of birth your month the year and you reduce it until you get down to i believe it's 21 and reduce it further so 21 would also be three Mm -hmm. 
So I'm a nine and possibly an 18. I think I'm only a nine, but nine still relates to the 18th card, which would be the moon. Yes. You are a one, a 10, and a 19. Yep. So that is the magician, mm-hmm. which is an example of logic, uh, communication, uh, control over the elements, which you also see with the sun, those four sunflowers in the back yeah. representing the other suits are the other elements. And so the sun kind of has control some control over that too. And I believe so does the wheel because I think the four elements are represented in the wheel of fortune often. Which is my third card. Yep. So all of these kind of indicate like a self-control and your ability to multi-purpose that you're not devoted to one thing. You're not just fire, just water, just air. You know, it's not the scenario like the hero fan, which is earthly because it's connected to Venus and is connected to Taurus. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain cards like strength is Leo and it's got fire energy. But with magician, wheel, and the sun, I mean, the sun in astrology is its own symbol, really. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what a sun sign is, is like your sun's in Taurus. But if your sign is the sun itself, then all that other elemental qualities is kind of moot. <laughs> yes. As it supersedes all of that. Interesting. My moon sign is Leo. Right. Yes. And my rising sign is Virgo. Mm-hmm. I'm two earths in a fire, and so are you. I'm two earths in a fire. I am Taurus, Sagittarius, Capricorn. So weird. Mm-hmm. It's like we were just made for each other. Yeah, I'm a Capricorn moon, which is probably explains why I'm such a rule follower. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I'm the Leo moon, and I'm like, come on, live a little. Live a little. Look at me, look at me. <laughs> look but at my, my hair, I've got great hair. My Sagittarius is a rising, and that's often what people think you are by your mm-hmm. personality. And Sagittarius is a known rule breaker because it's all about you know, freedom of pursuit and the hunt and all that stuff. So, yeah, a magician, we talked about the Wheel of Fortune is just change and how change is a constant and universal. And usually when the Wheel of Fortune shows up in the reading, it's a positive change. But also, if you look at how the sun is a way to introduce positive change through, you know, the power of personality, and you get a little bit of that with the magician, too, that communication is i think you're generally well liked by people and you have this this personality that attracts people to you and you have your a way about you that you can communicate to others well sometimes sometimes even though you're an introvert you know there's still moments where you can network and you do have many friends i have many surface friends right well i don't have many close friends and that is by design yes and it's not because I don't want to be friends with people. It's just that I don't have the energy. Yes. Yeah. And the one really close friend. Well, you've got a few, I think. Like really, really, really close friends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they can sap your energy. Yes. Um, some of them I've never met in person. Yeah. They're online friends, but they're very close online friends. Yes. They know more about me than most they, people in general. Right. So So those are the cards of the major arcana to which the sun associates. But also 
in the lesser arcana, the aces and the tens. So there's a lot going on with the sun card and how it relates to other cards. There's a bunch. So aces in the lesser arcana all represent the core essence of the suit of the card. So if air is about your mind, it's about leadership, you know, the military kind of thing, that the ace of swords is like taking the initiative. While with cups, it's about emotion and love and compassion. And so the ace will represent that sort of thing. So the sword would be initiative or action, decisiveness, success, cups, feelings, emotions, love, relationships, compassion, wands, creativity, inspiration, potential, and then pentacles or coins, opportunity, abundance, manifestation. And then your tens typically are the culmination of the suit. So you Mm -hmm. have like the alpha and the omega all represented in the aces and the tens. So your tens of swords, betrayal, loss, devastation, uh, cups, divine love, harmony, blissful marriage. Wands are a burden or responsibility or hard work, completion. Uh, Pentacles, wealth, family, success, security. Uh, What else do we want to talk about the sun? Is there any imagery that you saw while scrolling through that you wanted to discuss? There's, okay, this one is weird as shit. Okay, there is a weird, evil-looking sun that has looks like it has an overbite, and then under it, a knight is being led by two white horses. Interesting. And there's like a red banner going behind the sun. Very odd. I'm not sure what's going on with the that sun's face. I know. It's just... It looks sinister. It doesn't, yeah. It doesn't address the kind of feeling that we get when describing what the sun card represents yeah i do not like that here's an interesting one okay Ooh, a feminine take on the sun we have a red-haired lady with four arms who's manipulating uh celestial bodies in the cosmos she's like a giant just moving planets this way and that which kind of indicates that kind of magnetic influence over things and being able to use your personality does shape events and instead of the four sunflowers she's got four arms like you said oh i didn't notice that connection there but yes so each each arm, arm representing a suit. yeah a suit yep i just like it because redhead yeah and it was an interesting take on it because often the sun is represented in a masculine way i've noticed here's another Same with the magician. way oh yes uh looks like a lady in kind of a Oh, she looks like she's native by the way she's dressed and the charm around her neck, possibly. But dancing under the sun, that seems to be a lotus blossom. A big gold lotus blossom. Interesting. Yeah. Very spiritual. Definitely. Very pretty. I like that one a lot. I don't like that freaky overbite one. That was No, that one's up. weird. Very odd. Again, another feminine representation. Yes, this is uh, black with kind of gold inking. And there's a lady in profile with the sun behind her. Yeah, I have I've kind of been on a, a tarot run again lately. There's one called the Pulp Tarot that I have my eye on. Oh, here's one that has twins under a very oddly shaped sun. And then there's like images of the zodiac surrounding 
Yeah. All right, ghostly images. So yeah, there's a Pope Tarot that maybe I'll get myself for Christmas or something that's on Etsy, but it takes like old Pope and pinup Im- images like from magazines and books and stuff mm-hmm. and presents them as the tarot. And so you have like detectives from the old 40s and that sort of thing. I'd have to show you images of it. It's yeah. very cool. This one's really weird. Okay, this one's very pastel. There's a white horse, so we got the white horse. It's another feminine thing. We have lady with blonde lady with the pale blue dress, and she's surrounded by... I don't think they're sunflowers. They almost look like daisies, I want to say. Mm. And then there's a hint of a sun, like, in front of her. Yeah. But it's kind of watercolory. It's very watercolory. Like, Weird. a lot of the colors seem to bleed into one another. Yeah. There are some, I mean, a lot of them are pretty typical. And then there's a few that are just like, what the fuck <laughs> is happening here? Yeah. Like this one, this one crazy. Okay, we have a, that one's kind of similar to the one with the knight, but a little less sinister. But it looks, looks like a godly figure with the face in the sun looking down upon creation. I would get like maybe an Adam and Eve type in a Garden of Eden sort of thing. Kind of, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, They're surrounded by a wreath of flowers. It's weird. Yep. It's some weird shit. This one's also very weird. Oh, okay. We have an angel-like figure. We got a halo and wings, etc. Standing on some kind of outcropping with little tree shoots coming off of it. There's the four sunflowers. Oh, it's the... Oh, this is like a combination of having angel cards and the tarot. This is interesting. It's Uriel. Mm, so weird. Well, I think appeared to uh, Adam and Eve, Could if I'm be. not mistaken. Because it seemed like he was, and I was about to say this, it seemed like he was standing on the stump of the Tree of Knowledge. Like it had been cut down, and he's standing on top of it. Yeah, that's fair. That's That looks like that. Yeah, definitely. Let's see if I can find any other really weird shit. <laughs> yeah, that's the great thing about the tarot, is it gives an opportunity for artists to represent the meanings of the card in their own way and sometimes they go traditional and sometimes not the image i created using night cafe i was trying to do a man on a horse and to combine the images so i basically ended up with a centaur with like sunlight behind him and i loved the image and it worked because it was very joyous too he had this big smile on his face he seemed to be reaching down with his hand as if to lift you up on top of the back of him and i thought that captured the feeling of the sun okay this is a great one okay it's tarot in space oh it's a blonde lady she's got a sunflower kind of tattoo on her cheek she's wearing an astronaut outfit with the bubble helmet Mm. and her hair is giving off the light of the sun but it's like an idea that she's backlit and the sun is behind her and that's what's lighting up her hair but it's very cool that's a really nifty tarot idea, that, tarot concept. Yeah, Very that is kind one of, of retro the best. sci-fi. Yeah, definitely has a retro sci-fi feel to it. Tarot astral, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, tarot so, cards are great. They are so much fun. Yep. I want to see. Yep. It's called tarot in space. Yep. I wonder if I can buy this. Let's see. Because sometimes you'll see artists do just certain cards for prints. Or yeah. for art on a notebook or something like that. And they don't have a full deck. But other times they'll have a full deck with the little booklet that goes with it and everything. Yeah. I really just 
I, I want to see that as a whole deck. Yeah, that's right up your alley, that retro sci-fi feeling. Mm-hmm. Kind of old-school Buck Rogers stuff. Yep, I want that. Flash Gordon stuff. I went to her website, but there's nothing there, so... Oh, bum. I'm very bummed out. Okay, do you want to hear... Do you want to hear? Do you want to see the strangest one, I think? Okay. Even more so than the bizarre... Oh, the, the night one? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is very abstract. Okay, so we have a mask laying on the ground. From the mask's mouth appears another mask, and above that mask is something akin to a sun with little spermies coming off of it. <laughs> Not sure what's going on there. You are way better at describing this shit than I am. <laughs> And the mask on the ground has like a, a crescent moon, like Negaverse from the Sailor Moon symbol on it. It fucking does. I didn't even notice that. That is so weird. Yeah, that's just weird. Super weird. Yeah. It's also weird is the sun and how it relates to pop culture. I mean, one of the obvious connections is to Superman being the source of his strength, the yellow sun. Mm-hmm. And to think of what kind of character Superman represents, you know, this symbol of positivity and strength and doing the good thing and then i like to tie in the tarot to star wars because of you know hero's journey the fool's journey are very similar there's a lot of overlap between the two indeed and if the moon is more like the dark side about you know deception and half truths and emerging consciousness and that sort of thing dreams and nightmares etc then the sun has to be the light side of the force, really. Something that's life-affirming, positive, a source for strength of will. Indeed. Okay, this one I'm just giving you because it's funny. Because the kid on the horse is cracking me up. It's like this kid is a theater kid going, ta-da! Ta-da! Oh yeah, he's doing jazz hands. <laughs> uh, kind of cartoonish style. Mm-hmm. Not really abstract as to simplified but yeah very straightforward sun sunflowers that are basically just discs with dots in them that could very well be pies and then this very simple kind of almost like it's cardboard cutout images you Mm -hmm. know that's kind of thing of this no depth very flat yeah very flat very two-dimensional yes this blonde kid wearing a kind of tiara like thing that matches the sunflowers behind him riding this white horse just outspreading the arms going ta-da jazz hands mm-hmm. it's just it just struck me as so fucking funny yeah the look on his face it's yeah. pretty damn funny Ooh, an egyptian one with horse. Well, if you think of yeah i was thinking raw sun god you would think that but yeah i like that one a lot yeah it's very egyptian style just done with that very two-dimensional I was, was carved it, into a rock sort of thing. Right. Left facing his left, not ours. Yeah. And they have the Nile and these trees behind them. Very hieroglyphic in a way. Yeah. But those, those desert colors of yeah. Egypt. It's really pretty. Yep. Yeah, there's so many tarot decks out there. And, you know, finding one that speaks to you. I'll have to show you the pulp one. I think you'll yeah. get a kick out of it, too. I found too many that speak to me. That's yeah. my problem. And the thing is, I use different decks depending on what I want. Because mm-hmm. different ones have different feelings. Yeah. So, all right. I'm done looking at other weird 
sun versions. I think we're done talking about the sun card, unless you can think of anything else to talk about. I mean, no. we kind of addressed everything. I think so. Yeah. So I remember when we were first really getting into this, that you were working at Glyphics at the time, I think. Oh, yes. That was so long ago. And just you being a sun kind of reminds me of that time. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately, it turns out tarot card reading is very draining. Well, that's, yeah, that's the time you were doing it professionally. You mm-hmm. were getting paid to do readings and it just became it too taxing. It was hard. Yeah. It was hard. It took a lot out of me. A lot out of me. Yep. I remember getting contacted to do, I can't even remember what it was. It was some kind of sort of fair for this workplace. I can't even tell you what company it was. Right. And we were basically in a, a, a small convention hall. And it had all these different things. And so, and they wanted a tarot reader. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so they asked me if I would do it. And I said, sure. I didn't know I was going to get paid an exorbitant amount of money to do it. <laughs> yeah. On top of what, you know. Like tips or whatever. Tips, exactly. And, um, and I remember there was one person who was, she's like, I really need to get back to work, but I just don't want to pass up this chance. And she wanted a reading. And uh, she was one of those people that I made cry. Mm-hmm. In a good way. Yep. So, yeah, but it just took so much out of me that it began to not be enjoyable. Yeah, and that's the time you developed your own reading style, just the way that it spoke to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still have a lot of trouble reading for myself. Yeah, that's what I hear, too, is it's very difficult to read for yourself or for somebody who you're close to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I did a little three-card poll the other day, and it came up all major arcana cards, and the odds of that are super you know, low. Yep. So I was just like, okay, what is this saying to me? And I can't, I'm trying to remember which cards it was. It was the Fool and Temperance and something else. Ooh. And I can't remember what the third one was. Damn so, it. uh. I think I still have it in the other room. Fool anyway. often means new beginnings mm-hmm. or stepping off into the unknown. Temperance is also the art card mm-hmm. and often means like a redefining of things, yeah. like redirecting. Oh, hermit. Hermit was the third hermit one. Hermit means... Uh, I know what it means. Yep. I'm for the listener, dear. I know. <laughs> sorry. We're not... This isn't a conversation between you and me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was. I forgot you were recording this. Yes, we have a microphone right here. I'm not going to be mansplaining what the tarot is to you, of all people. <laughs> no, the, that wasn't what I was inferring. Yep. The hermit... Unless you want to say what the hermit means. No, go ahead. The hermit means like self-introspection, looking deep in yourself. Uh, yeah. I think it also was expressing, oh my God, please just leave me the fuck alone yeah, that's and another let thing. me be alone for a while. Time to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, hermit also means that. So. Being reclusive. Yeah, I wanted you to say it because it's one of your cards. Yep. Yeah, because that, that's me a lot of times. Even at work, I'm like, headphones in, mm-hmm. nose down. Focused on what I'm doing, trying to avoid any workplace drama. Yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. I moved offices mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. Now there is a wall between me and my assistant, uh-huh. and she does not like that because she is constantly talking, constantly. I, on the other hand, am like, yeah, which like, is not to say because I enjoy her, yeah, but I don't want to talk to her all the time. No. I need to focus. Yeah, there's people at work that are that way. Just chat, 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 Mm -hmm. chat, chat. And it's like, I couldn't. Yeah. 
she was losing her mind on the day that we moved my stuff uh-huh. because we moved me first. Yep. Because I insisted. <laughs> and so we moved all my stuff first. And that there were several hours where she was by herself because basically what we were, we were in adjoining offices. And yes, there was a wall between us, but it, they were very small. Yep. So it was like she was like 10 feet away. Now it's a lot further distance. <laughs> And she she did not like she kept texting me. She's just like, I I don't like being alone over here. <laughs> Cause she's an extrovert. Yep, extroverts. Yeah, because they will drain their battery being alone. Mm-hmm. They need to charge themselves by being around people. And we're the opposite. Yeah. We need to be alone to charge. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, we can be around people for a while, but it'll drain us after a while and then we have to go off somewhere. There was a half an hour on Friday where there was no one else in that area in the in the unit which we moved into for the offices uh-huh. we still have our other units where I was but it's it's like in a strip of, of offices a lot of people were gone Ian had gone off to get the pizza and because pizza just, for moving day that's just the rule that is the rule that is the rule I really wanted mod pizza but he convinced everyone that we needed to have Papa John's fuck Papa John's yeah it's not good pizza it's not good and there was just me. There was just me for about half an hour. And I just didn't even do anything. I just sat there. <laughs> and I just, just looked at my pretty walls. There's this soothing blue color. And I'm just like, oh, God, I love this. Why can't everybody be like this? That's the only thing. I, I work in an open workspace, so there's always people around. Unless mm-hmm. I'm there very early. And even then, people are working overtime and coming in earlier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes I might get an hour alone, but... Yeah, well, see, that's yeah. the thing. That's the exception for me rather than the rule. Yeah. Because basically, my one of my walls is just bookshelves. Yep. And they don't go all the way to the ceiling, so it's not like sealing off my space. And I do not have a door. Right. This was a big open space that was adapted to make offices. And so... And there weren't walls built. But now you'll this. have kind of a private space. I do have a private space. I'm not in the hallway anymore. Yay! Yeah, when I'm in my office, I can hear absolutely everything that's going on on the other side of that bookcase. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see how that works out. But so far, I'm so pleased to just, you know, have my own space. And, mm-hmm. I, and I made a Spock collage to go on my wall. Spock collage. Yeah, Spock yeah. collage. Okay. Mr. Spock. <laughs> Spock. Mr. Spock. Yes, you showed me your collage proudly. Yes. And I I'm, approve. I'm very proud of my collage. Yep. Very much so. Uh, what do you think? Shout outs? Shout outs. Hey! hey! My shout out is to Vandal Moon. Uh, just released a new album called The Queen of the Night. I very much recommend this album. It has kind of a timeless quality. It sounds like it was recorded some 20 years earlier. Wow. <laughs> and we'll probably still have the same impact like 20 years from now very cool stuff but really good stuff and there's some touches too regarding like inspiration like there's some bits that sound like faith era the cure but yeah really good stuff if you want a dark wave album that's available on Bandcamp. oh there's even some horn in some of the later songs and if you add some horn to a gothic song or a dark wave song, it's like, yes. <laughs> or post-punk. <laughs> like, oh, Children does that on an album or two. I think they had horn on their other album. Do you believe in love? 
cat finally left me. My shout out is to my friend Ashley, who is also known as the Nerdy Blogger on social media and on the website she writes for, which is Fangirlish. Oh, nice. And uh, she and I actually teamed up to do an episode of uh, We Are Starfleet, which is a Star Trek Discovery slash Strange New Worlds podcast. And uh, we had not met before. Right. And we met doing this podcast, and we are friends. <laughs> so well, you, you hit it off, then. We did hit it off, and I adore her. I uh-huh. think she's amazing. She's a fantastic writer, a fantastic person. And you can find her on Twitter at, at @nerdyblogger or check out her writing on uh, Fangirlish as well. And, uh, you know, she's just really cool. So you know, be, be a patron of her. Read her stuff. Read her work. Okay, I'll have to follow her on Twitter. I don't think I am. Yeah, she's awesome. Cool. And uh, her actual name uh, on Twitter, I mean, is like her handle is at nerdy, the nerdy blogger. But her whole thing is, Ashley wants you to live long and prosper. <laughs> <It's just that laughs> nice. <whole> Very nice. <laughs> she's great. I really, really, really think she's fantastic. Cool. So, yeah. And maybe someday I'll even get to meet her in person. So. That That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll probably have a music special to go along with this discussion of the sun. And possibly the one after that might be our one for FanX. Maybe yeah. we'll just record our panel and put that up. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. might be an idea anyway. Yeah, we're going to record our panel. Yeah. That's, cool. That's for certain. All right. So, all right. Excellent. Uh, thanks for listening. And here's to possibly another year of podcasting. <laughs> possibly another year? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> okay that's that's fair yeah so if we've lasted a long ass time yeah longer than a lot of podcasts have yeah so that's what how many years 13 uh, 13. yeah there's a few that have lasted longer than us like i live in podcast Mm -hmm. is their 15th i think yeah so yeah there's a few out there uh, anyhow, take care out there, and we'll be back with the music special and more to come. Yep. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Dark Corner Podcast with David and Brandy Jacola. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Also, recommend us to your weird friends. You know the ones. Follow us on Twitter at Dark Corner Cast and at BrandyWine12. 12 is a number. Brandy also hosts several Star Trek podcasts such as Boldly Go, What the Future Holds, and The Vedic Assembly. Watch her discuss Star Trek Live with Dan Gunther on the Unready Room at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, most Saturday evenings on the Kurt Ratz YouTube channel. Kurt Ratz is Star Trek spelled backwards. The opening track to The Dark Corner is Start the Ride by Diversant 13. The closing track is Goodbye by Violet Tears. The dark track was offered for free or has been submitted by the artist or artist's representative. All other music is used for demonstrative purposes and no infringement of copyright is intended. For more music, please visit DJ Evil Day's SoundCloud page. Thank you again for visiting our tiny dark corner of the internet. Dark cornered.